Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. Welcome to the E-Commerce Alley podcast, where we believe that great brands are built on passionate leadership, smart operations, and of course, powerful marketing. I am your host, Josh Coffey, and I'm grateful that you're listening in, that you're tuning in, that you are our listener. And so today, we are going to be diving deep into what I call the four components of great advertising. So we're going to be talking pretty specifically about, I'm going to apply most of this toward Facebook ads. However, this really applies across the board. These four components are essential to any ad campaign that you run. And you have to have all four pieces of these. So let's dive in. Let's kind of start with that first piece. And and before I actually do that, um, the reason I want to cover these four things is because so often we get into building ads, we get into building campaigns, and we don't really know where to start. And because we don't know where to start, we just end up building something and launching it and hoping for the best. And then what happens is, as things start to go wrong, we don't know what to go back and fix. And so if you know the four components of every campaign, it kind of creates an ease of your mind. And you get to know, okay, when I go to plan a campaign, whether it's a, uh, a timely campaign, like it's a holiday or it's a specific promo or a season or a new product launch, if it's a time-bound campaign, well, then I know I need to make sure that I have these four components. I need to make sure that I have these four ducks in a row. Uh, And the same thing will apply when you're going to build evergreen campaigns. When you're building a new evergreen campaign for a specific product line or a new point of uh, new customer acquisition, you'll utilize these four components. So the first component, and in this order. The very first component that you need to have dialed in is your offer. And so I like to call these cash cow offers and I don't like to call them products. So yes, the first thing you need, you need to determine what product or products you're going to sell, whether that's a collection or an individual product. But once you've done that, we need to position it differently. It's not about selling a product or, or really promoting a collection when it comes to advertising. It's about the positioning of that product or of those products. And I'll give you a really, really good example. So I was down, uh, I, was, I was on vacation last week and there was this ad that I watched by Domino's and it's, it was a brilliant ad. And what happened was that this, this wife gets home, uh, she, she opens up the door and she has Domino's pizza and the, the husband and the kids are all sitting on the couch and the kid's like, mom, where were you? And she was, she said, oh, I just went to Domino's and I delivered my own pizza and they tipped me $3, a $3, uh, delivery tip for picking up my pizza and I have it on my Domino's app. And so the whole gist was, Hey, by picking up your own pizza, we will tip you $3. 
And at face value, it's people are like, oh, that's so cool. I can tip myself for picking up my own pizza. And as the marketer in me that positions hundreds of offers all the time, I'm like, that's brilliant. Because it wasn't, it wasn't a tip. It was a $3 coupon. <laughs> That's all it was. Because it's the same thing. right? If you bought a $20 pizza and you got a $3 coupon, it cost you $17. If you bought a $20 pizza and you got a $3 delivery tip, it was $3. But here's, here's the best part about that. Uh, that $3 tip, guess what? It's on the Domino's app. So now not only is it worse than a $3 coupon because you don't get the money off, but you can only spend that in Domino's. So brilliant messaging. The same, it's the same thing. It's $3 off, but it's the positioning of it that makes the difference. And so the first part of uh, any advertising campaign, the first component is the offer. And the offer has two pieces. It has the actual product or products, and then it has what the promotion is for that. And when I say promotion, I mean, what is the, what is the unique selling point? Like what's the unique offer that you're going to make them so that they can become your customer. Now, yes, you can take your products and you could just package them as is, and you could change the messaging and just sell them at retail rate. Absolutely. But when we're acquiring new customers and we're really trying to scale, what we often see work best is to take those products and then create some kind of a front end offer for new customers because it's going to increase your conversion rate and your, the, the velocity in which you acquire new customers. And I'll give you a couple examples. And you, you've heard these before, right? Very simple. You can give a percentage off. Really, really basic. You can get a give a site-wide or a collection or a specific product dollar amount off. You can do a buy one, get one. You can do a buy two, get one. Something that we see work really, really well, and to be honest, this is probably one of our number uh, one promos that we see do well with an offer, is a buy a product and receive a free gift that's complimentary and really makes sense to the product purchase. So if you were buying a pair of shoes, you could offer a low cost to ship, low cost of goods sold pair of socks so that that way it's enticing enough to acquire the new customer on the front end and it doesn't cost you a whole lot to ship it. And so we see that do really, really well. You can give a percentage off or a tiered percentage off where they buy, if you're doing uh, food or beverages, this happens to work really, really, really well where you get 10% off when you spend $100 or more, 15% off when you spend uh, $150 and 20% off when you spend $175. Whatever those tiers are, it's a tiered percentage off. And we see that, we see that do really well uh, from a promo and offer standpoint with beverage, and we said do really well with food. And so that's an example of what the promo is. And so the first component is like, what's the actual product we're selling, and what is the promotion we will run with that product? Now, you don't have to do a promotion where you give a discount or you give a free gift with purchase or free shipping with purchase. You don't have to do that. But what we've learned is that increases the conversion rate dramatically. You know, if Domino's just said, hey, come buy our pizza. It is large, $19.99. Or they said, hey, come get a large topping pizza and you'll get a $3 tip. Well, which one is more enticing? Obviously, getting a deal is more enticing. Getting some kind of a promotion is more enticing, which is why every large brand that you see today runs some kind of a promotion for certain products that they're advertising. So we take both of those and we consider that the offer. The offer outlines what the product or products is that they can get and what kind of promotion is with those products. And so that's the first component, your offer. And we call them cash cow offers because once you dial in an offer for new customer acquisition on the front end, once you dial that in, 
that will allow you to unlock a significant amount of growth in your business because you, you'll be able to acquire customers a lot more efficiently once you dial in what that offer is. And you'll test many offers. Over time, you're going to test many different things. During Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and in the Q4 holiday season, you might run multiple different offers in your campaigns. But the first thing to run a campaign, the first thing you need to establish is what's the offer? So what's the products I'm, what are the products I'm promoting? And what is the promotion that are going to go alongside those products? So that's core component number one. Once you've established your CCO, your cash cow offer that, that, you wanna, that you wanna run a campaign to, then the second piece you need to identify is your, are the audiences that you're going to be running these campaigns to. And when you're running ads to audiences, there are three types of audiences. And, and you're gonna hear a lot of different terminology around this. You might hear a prospecting. You might hear uh, retargeting. And you might hear retention. You might hear cold, warm, and hot. Now, for me, I'm a simple guy. I like cold, tra- cold audiences, warm audiences, and hot audiences. And the reason audiences are the second thing we need to look at is because audiences, second to the offer, are the most impactful piece on your ad campaigns. I'll give you an example. So if you were trying to advertise your fast food chain to people who have interests in healthy lifestyle, it's gonna be really hard to get those people to actually buy your product if it's a really unhealthy product because the audiences are wrong. So you could have the best offer in the world. It could be it could be 50% off or 70% off, an incredible deal. But if it's to the wrong people, they're not going to buy. Rogue, I'm a CrossFitter, so Rogue could promote all their barbells and have the craziest deals on their barbells and their, their bumper plates and all that. But if, if they're running ads to people who have zero interest in exercise, let alone buying their own stuff, then it doesn't matter how great the offer is or how good the ads are. Nothing is going to convert. So that's why the second pillar is the audience. So with audiences, I'm going to break them down and I'm going to break them down by, te- by temperature and then I want to walk through kind of what those actually look like. So the first type is cold. Cold is where a majority of your budget will live. A cold traffic is in cold campaigns that you take that offer and you're running to a cold audience is going to be somebody that has no idea who you are. You're cold to them, right? This is typically in Facebook world going to be things like interests and lookalikes. Those are the two primary forms of cold audiences that you would target. So we have cold and then we have warm. Now warm are people that have engaged with us on platform but haven't actually taken uh, an action that's much deeper than that. So we consider warm and you, you could decide between warm and hot. Some people will cycle them and throw them between the two. We consider warm things like video views, uh, engagements with our Facebook page or engagements with our Instagram page or people who have like on Facebook opened lead forms. We consider all the people that have engaged with us on platform but never visited our website or taken a desired action. We consider that warm. And the third type of traffic is the hot traffic. And this is always the smallest. So from largest to smallest, there's cold, there's warm, and there's hot. And these are people that have taken desired actions, whether they purchased from us or they've joined our list, or they have been on our website. We consider those our hot audiences. And so from largest to smallest, we have cold, we have warm, and we have hot. Now, warm and hot a lot of those, the audiences within those two will be pretty standard across the board for you, for me, and for your competitors. A lot of us are using the same warm and hot 
types of audiences. We're using video views, engagement, website visitors, purchases, add to cards, lead form fills. We're using a lot of the same people on our email lists. We're using a lot of the same audiences on the warm and hot. But on the cold side, this is where I believe most people fall short. And I mean, I guess I believe it, but the reality is I see it all the time (laughs) because we work with so many brands. And what I see is they spend close to no time really identifying what cold audiences that they're going to target. And what happens is, is you go to launch a Facebook campaign, for example, and you just start, you, you come up with your offer and then you skip the audience development and you just go straight to ads and you start creating ads. And then you go in and then you start setting up your workflow and you start setting up the ads within the campaign manager. You create your campaign and then when you go down to the ad sets, you then need to select your targeting. So many people, that's where they do their research on targeting. They just use the stock saved audiences uh, within Facebook's targeting suggestions and they just select their audiences right then and right there. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage you and really strongly advise that what you do is you sit down for two hours. Our team spends two to five hours, but I'm going to say two hours for you to get going in this. Spend two hours utilizing Facebook's saved audiences and identify what audiences you can target. Get off into different rabbit trails. Start to go down the holes of different affinity products and similar stores that you can target and magazines and types of content that they can consume and and put these all in some kind of a spreadsheet. We use something we call a PPC plan, a pay-per-click planner, and it's where we identify all of the audiences that we could potentially target. It doesn't mean we're going to do them all right away. It just means we want an archive of every potential audience we can target. And when we do this, we typically will spend two to five hours developing these. And by the time we're done, we will have enough audiences that we could run ads to these different audiences and layer them and stack them in many different ways for a year easily a year. And then once a year, we go back in and we do, we start fresh and we actually do a lot of audience redevelopment and we add to it throughout the year as well. And so this is where a lot of people fall short that you have an opportunity. Spend time identifying audiences. I got an email not too long ago from a client that followed our process that we teach about audience development and spending the time doing it. And while she was averaging two to three X return on ad spend on some of her campaigns, even post iOS 14, which is wonderful, Hey, thanks for checking out the e-commerce alley podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode so far, it would mean a ton to us. If you leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to team at the we're just going to go ahead and shoot you a $10 Amazon gift card just as a thank you. Now back to the episode. As she was spending time doing all these campaigns, she was averaging two to three. Well, she ended up finding audiences after this process that she ended up testing, and she was getting 3.3, 4.9, 6.5, up to an 8.7 return on ad spend in these audiences she never would have thought of if she didn't take the time to sit down and do audience development. Sit down and do audience research. Go start looking within it and go within all kinds of suggested subcategories and really, really dive so the first component we have is our offer, which is consistent of, or uh, which consists of our product and our promo. What is the actual promotion we're going to do with it? The second component are our are our audiences, and we have three types. We have to determine what is this campaign going to go to. Who's it going to go to? 
our cold audiences, which are interests and lookalikes, our warm audiences, which are people that engaged on platform but haven't been to our website or taken a desired action, or our hot audiences, which are people that have taken those desired actions or they're sitting on a list or they have engaged on our website. All right, now before I get into the third component, if you are an e-commerce business leader, if you're an e-commerce owner or you work for an e-commerce brand that uh, you want community, you want to learn more uh, beyond this podcast, if you if you want to take part in something really special and get so much additional, so many additional resources and video trainings and and more, I encourage you to join the e-commerce alley uh, group. It's completely free. It's a Facebook group. It's completely free. You can go to allypodcast.com slash group and that will just forward you to the group. You can hit the little join button on Facebook. Um, once you get in there every single week, we are doing doing live sessions where we're doing uh, workshops. Uh, this morning's workout workshop that I did was actually 75 minutes long where we're talking about things from Facebook audience to development to email marketing to uh, how to really scale campaigns up that are getting stuck. We cover so many things even outside the realm of advertising that will help your business grow. So if you want access to that community, I encourage you to go join it. It's completely free. Uh, Allypodcast.com slash group. So the first two components, we have our uh, we have our offer, then we have our audiences that we establish for the campaign, and then we have the third piece. The third piece, you probably could have guessed it, are the actual ads. And the ads consist of two, two core pieces. The first piece is the copy, and the second piece is the creative. And if you wanna to listen to an episode where we talk about uh, creatives and, and, and how to build high converting creatives, I really recommend you go listen to the episode. Uh, I believe it's episode number 15 with Louis Camacho where we talk about who owns getads.co and he has an agency and he works with direct-to-consumer brands. And go listen to that. He, he talks all the way through what types of elements create great, highly profitable ads and in the order of which to do those. But overall, Ads consist of two things, copy and creatives. Now, everyone has a different style on this, but what we've kind of learned is copy is the starting point. So I have it in that order for a reason. We begin with copy and messaging based on the audiences we're gonna be speaking to and the offer that we're going to be making to those audiences. And we will begin with the messaging. Now, when it comes to messaging, there are a few things to keep in mind that, that, are, that I see done wrong time and time again. Now, every business is different, but the questions and the things, the thing that we want to figure out for every ideal customer that we want to sell to is we need to identify what are the questions that they are having that our product can help answer. What are the challenges that they're seeing that we might be able to solve? What are the roadblocks in their way that we might be able to help them overcome? And what are the results they desire? And depending on your brand, you know, maybe you solve a specific problem. You know, maybe you have a supplement or you have something that helps somebody in some way. You may focus a lot more of your copy and your messaging around the challenge, the roadblocks, the pain that they're seeing, and you might look to solve that. But if you don't have a product like that, like let's say you sell socks or you sell something else that's more fun and it's not necessarily a challenge, then you're gonna focus more on the results and you're gonna focus more on the feelings that you want people to have when they see your products and when they use your products. And so the first part is the copy. Once we have the copy, that will guide our creative. Now with creatives, there's a lot of different types of creatives. 
you have single image ads, you have carousels with images, you have short videos, you have longer videos, you have higher production videos. There's a huge gamut of different types of creatives. Typically, we're gonna start with image ads once those have proven a concept, once an ad angle and a messaging and an image work, then we will take that image and we will consider creating that into a video because we have already had the proof of concept of that image. And so we do, we follow that process. Uh, Lewis in the, in the episode number 15, he recommends the same thing. He recommends starting with an ad and kind of starting to progress into higher production video and other assets along the way. So that is the third thing. But here, what most people do is they start with the ads and then they come back and identify who the audience is gonna be or they'll just start writing an ad from scratch and they'll just kind of piece something together without considering the actual promotion, the promo uh, of it. They only consider the product and they don't consider the, the, the packaging of the product into an offer. And so I encourage you, follow this process. We have, the, we have the actual offer, we have the audience, and then we go and we create the ads. Now, once we have these ads, then we move into the final, the fourth and final component. And this is the workflow. And the workflow is actually the setup of the campaign and the optimization of the campaign. And if I were to lay these all out, I view, think of it from a, pure, a pyramid standpoint. So if you're looking at a pyramid and there's four levels, the strongest level is the offer. If a bad offer won't convert very well anywhere. The second is the audience. You have to target the right people. The third are the ads and the creative. And the fourth is the actual technical components of it. This is the, the workflow the setup and the optimization of those ad campaigns. And the reason this is at the very, very top, and this is the smallest piece, is because it has the least impact on the campaign. You know, we've set up campaigns where we accidentally forget to check boxes and we actually hit expansion or we forget to set an age range or we forget to even select some of the targeting sometimes and, and we don't select the exact criteria and our workflow is set up improperly <laughs> and we still see the campaigns do really well because the offer was good, the audiences were, were great and the ads were relevant to those audiences and the offer was good. So, so you can have a bad workflow and it will get you to a certain point. Now, when you start spending a higher volume of ad dollars, when you start to exceed $1,000 a day in ad spend, your workflow has to be tightened up to really scale and be profitable. But I wanna show you and tell you that the workflow has the least impact on your actual campaigns. The other components are much more impactful. So workflow is a component and the optimization is a component and the setup is a component. Like all those within workflow are components. However, it has the least impact on the overall campaign. So what does it look like in a setup standpoint? So a setup is going to look like the actual mechanics of what you're clicking in Facebook when you're setting up a campaign. Or if you're using Google, what the what what buttons you're actually selecting, what targeting options you're actually selecting. And so when we look at setup, we look at a few things. We look at what's the objective, which usually is conversions for purchase or leads. What's the budget? What's the, are we doing dynamic creative on? Are we doing dynamic creative off? Which to, just so you know, uh, we don't do dynamic creative for anything other than retargeting. When is this gonna start? When is this gonna end? What locations am I targeting? Are we turning on expansion or are we keeping it off? If I even have the option because some accounts don't have that option, it's just always on. Uh, what are the placements? Uh, what UTMs am I gonna use? Which by the way, you should always be using UTM parameters always 100% of your ads. And so that is the setup. That's the mechanics. 
and as you can tell, it's easy. I could, I listed that off in like 30 seconds. So to actually select those is not a whole lot of work. And so that's what, that is the fourth. That is the smallest component. So within that, we have the setup, which I just talked about. And then we have the optimization. How often are you making ad edits? How often are you uh, making major changes, cycling in new campaigns, going and deciding to create new, uh, new ads for those audiences and those promos, deciding when you're gonna cycle in new audiences, which I'm not gonna spend this whole episode talking through the optimization process, but those are the, for, those are the things within the workflow component that you need to look at. So. To kind of recap here, every great ad campaign has these four components. We have the offer, which is the product and the promo. We have the audience, which has three types. We have the cold, warm, and hot audiences. So we have to determine who are we gonna target with this. We have the ads, which consists of the copy and the creative. Most of the time we have our copy guide what the creatives look like, so they tell the same story. And the fourth and final thing is the workflow. This has the least impact on your campaign, but it is still important. And that consists of the setup of the actual campaign, meaning the mechanics and the actual optimization, how often you do it, what that looks like, and the decisions that you make as you manage your campaigns. My friends, you have been look listening, not looking, maybe you're looking if you're on YouTube, but you've been listening to the E-Commerce Alley podcast. I'm your host, Josh Coffey. I'm grateful that you were here with me. I wanna give a huge shout out to our producer, Dylan Counts, behind the scenes that you haven't heard or seen, but one day, I promise you, he's real and you'll get to experience his legendariness. You can check out more about this episode by going to alleypodcast.com. Join our free group at alleypodcast.com slash group. And I will see you next time. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.